theme song for the Gear Podcast. <sighs> Uncle Leon, you absolute cuckold. How are you today? Tone Daddy Troy, I am glorious, mate. How are you? You've had a very, uh, very extreme week on your end. You went out and saw some live music. You, some you did some music. muff diving. You muff had a diving. mad time. I play. Uh, mate, it's just been. It's just been on for young. It's been on for old. It's just all been happening. How about you, mate? What's been happening? You feeling good, oh, mate? Yeah, just grinding through the you know the gear tube machine mm-hmm. that is my life. Uh, you know, tube. making content. Sipping teas, drinking coffees. Oh, hey, speaking of which, cheers, mate. Hey, hey, there cheers. we go. Mm. I, um, you know, I listened back to a little bit of the last podcast because I, I usually just check it to see if there's any, um, any comments that have been made and then I hear myself talking. You know what I say a lot on this that I never really say otherwise is like ripper dipper and, and those, sort of, those sort of expressions. It's not really a thing that I say or I think about. Just when I see you and we're here, I just say, ripper dipper, rippy dippy, etc." Mate, it's because you're rocking with gas. <laughs> Is that what you said right before we came on, rocking with gas? I did say rocking with gas. So maybe that'll become the un, uh, unofficial catchphrase of this podcast. And, you know, we Actually, should say yeah. thank you to everybody who tunes in week to week. We appreciate it. We love this. Uh, let us know your suggestions for future topics. And thanks for your suggestions with those Australian guitars from last time. That was cool. That was a that was a fun episode, man. Um, it, I didn't go and buy some Australian guitars in the um, in the time since we've spoken, but I thought about it. Maybe another day. <laughs> in the six days it's taken. Six days, mate. Well, you know what I have been really um, in the mood for though. I have I've, I've had a bit of a I've had a bit of a moment where I feel like I want an explorer. You know, Ooh, like, Troy, the day has really come. Have, I don't have one. Um, yeah, it's. I've never been that into them. I, I kind of feel like I can I can hold that shape. I f- like as in I'm I can have it low and it look kind of cool. But I was thinking for the Dockers games, uh, if I do them again next year, that's like a really good guitar for that gig because you kind of yeah, have man. to play them low. But also the shape of it really would work in that context, you know, the lightning bolt sort of thing. So- yeah, and you know, you're tall, you're a unit, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. They're big guitars, they suit us. Yeah. And then I um I thought like, you know, I've always wanted a destroyer for a long time. So maybe I could pick up a destroyer. There's one in Rockingham at the moment for about 1500 bucks, which looks pretty cool. But you know what, Uncle Leon? I feel like as much as I like a destroyer, there's something about that headstock, that Gibson yeah. Bernardo headstock. And I, I don't know if it is the same without that headstock. Like, yeah, the Ibanez headstock on a destroyer, I agree. It's a little bit of a like, ah, oh, is it good? It looks cool, but it just doesn't have the same like droop to it. I like that yeah. about the Gibson one. It kind of feels like um, it's a little bit sad on the end, you know. It's giving the you old hockey ones. stick. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I think uh, as much as I love Ibanez guitars, and mostly on principle, not because I play them all the time anymore, but um, yeah, as much as I like that, I think I might try and find some sort of Gibbo. They had this really cool um, Epiphone one. It was, I think, it was called like a Prophecy or something like that. It came yeah, out they're good, man. They're good. Yeah. You played them. Yep. Is it a series or? I think it's a series, yeah, because they do Les Pauls and stuff like that. One of my students had a bunch of uh, Prophecy Les Pauls. And I think, don't quote me on this, but the Jerry Cantrell signature Epiphone is basically just like a slightly modified Les Paul Prophecy. Oh, okay. Well, like they've got Explorer, a purple one, and it looks wicked. (sighs) 
And um, someone sent it to me, uh, a picture of it years ago. said, oh, this would look cool on top of the stadium. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably would look cool, but I don't know about Epiphone. But now Man. that I'm in my phase of like, I don't care where a guitar is made. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, if I could find one, I might, might pick it up. There's one for 12.49, Purple Burst. Really? Where? Uh, this is just sponsored Google. Oh, this is Reverb. So there's 1,600 Australian dollars new, so about 1,000 US dollars. Yep. So pretty bit of a screaming deal. Um, Wait, are you telling me there's one 1,200 Australian or, or that's American? Well, let's soon let's soon find out while we're while we're chatting about all this. Belfield Music Troy have it for twelve forty nine. It looks brand new and it's free shipping. That's pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. I'll um I might think about that. It's like there's a couple of guitars, man. It's just it's on the list of stuff I definitely don't need. But you know that guy's on there. Um, I still really want to get a Charvel Telecaster because I think those things look really cool as well. I agree. They look pretty sick. You know what actually put me over the edge with that prophecy, Les Paul as well. Oh, sorry, uh, prophecy uh, explorer is it's got Fishman's in it, and I yep. think that might be a good idea for that gig because I've had some yep. issues on the top there with noise, just general noise, just buzz kind and hum. Of, oh, segueing beautifully into the topic that I want to talk about today, mate. Which is um, I, we can't really see, but how, how about I'll get, oh, let me pick some stuff up for you. Just hold up. Go on. Um, let's see. So I've got I've got all these guys here these things oh mate i've got all these things here i've got these guys here where do you think they came from mate uncle seb <laughs> no. they um i have just for some reason because you know sometimes i get a b in my bottom and i have to know things i've kind of just ripped that rack apart like today slash yesterday so that's um that's where my brain's been at, is, is right. hums and buzzes. So let me take you back. Let me take you back in time. Uh, the first part of this journey, we'll, we'll go back a few weeks. Um, I've noticed recently, I've had a few sessions where um, just generally there's been a lot more noise with the guitar, right? Uh-huh, uh, like okay. some of the guitar recorders with some of the high gain stuff. Now, specifically and annoyingly, um, it happens on one amp. And, and one switch on one amp, and that is the Marshall with okay, the so, Jakey Lee switch. So the best the best amp. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, um, and this is, a, uh, this is a relatively long story that I'll try and keep relatively not kind of ridiculous because I don't want to, um, you know, bore everybody to tears. But um, when I first got the amp, I didn't really notice the noise so much because plugging directly into the amp switcher, I don't, it, I've since have worked out isn't really uh, making it noisy. It's other things in the signal chain before right. I make it noisy. So anyway, that's a bit of a detour. But um, yeah, I've noticed some of the sessions, I've had to be a little careful with um, where a guitar player is sitting for, for starters, because it's that thing of like, if you do this, you know, the old Steve Vai dance where he's like making mm-hmm. the feedback, do the thing, man, you can move like a matter of centimeters and in this room, as you can with many rooms and the noise goes away. Um, I've unfortunately had quite a few um, single coil guitars come through and it's been really, really tricky to get it to be not too noisy. Yep. So anyway, I, I, I've had a couple- Before of you go any further with that, I should mention as well, um, Albrick Music are making a, you know how like there's those Sir backplates that have a dummy coil for strats? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen those. 
Okay, well, basically Ulbrich in Australia, like you remember the amps and pedals and stuff oh, like Ulbrich. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they got in, they got in touch with me, um, and yeah, they. It's basically it fits in the cavity of a Strat, and it's kind of squidgy, so you can move it around. And yeah, it's yeah, right. basically just like a set of dummy coils. So I've put it in my '77 Fender. I need to do a video with it, but it works really, really well. Like it's a bit weird being on the bridge pickup, especially in here with like a monitor and you know. A bunch of other yep. stuff and i'm so used to flicking it to the bridge pickup or the neck pickup of that guitar and just having a bit of buzz but it doesn't do that it's like you have a humbucker guitar so wow, and it sounds cool. the same which is kind of cool so yeah it's a it's a novel solution to that yeah i'll have to look into that so anyway uh yeah that's i do like that leon that's really cool i'm gonna look that up um so yeah this situation here it's been a little bit noisy so um I don't remember what's been it. You know, actually, I do know what it was. I've been listening to Tone Talk the last, um, uh, like the last th three days. I've been listening yep. to Tone Talk for the last three days. Just the just the one episode it was, and I'll tell you for everybody that's listening at home. I think it was like, you know, one of the Ask Dave episodes, episode one hundred and forty three yep. or something like that. Thereabouts one forty five. Um. Anyway, I was just listening to that. It's taken me so long because I've been so busy and I've. I've had to check mixes in the car and I've, I've had to learn songs. Yeah. So I've only been able to listen in little dribs and drabs. There's a bit, a few things that came up with noise and whatnot. So anyway, here I am. I'm, um, I did some mixing yesterday. I was happy. I got a song into a good place that I, I feel comfortable with, which has taken a very long time for this particular track. What am I going to do, Uncle Lid? I'm just going to spend the afternoon just playing a little bit of guitar. Not even spend the afternoon playing guitar. I'm just going to play a little bit of guitar because I'm just going to have a mad time and play some guitar. I've not really sat and played guitar for fun since like before I went to Adelaide. When was that? October. So yep. since like the middle of October. So I did a little bit of uh, Nugent on the, on the guitar and um, yeah. So I flicked onto this guy, onto this, um, the Jakey Lee uh, amp, knowing that there was a little bit of noise. I'm like, you know what? It sounds good. I just, what's, what's up with this noise? Like what is happening here? So um, I actually also, I have, um, this happened as we were recording that episode. Remember, Chris dropped off these yep. like little um, little guys, the MXR Duke of Tone and the MXR Timmy pedal. So I hadn't, I still didn't try them. So I had a bit of a rip on those guys yesterday, and um, so that's all on the little pedal, like uh, pedal board there. So plugging them all in, having a little bit of a play. Things are just noisy. So all right, let's get to the let's get to the let's get down to brass tacks, Leon. Let's get in there. Let's get <laughs> let's get stuck in. So I don't know if you've had these experiences, mate, but I have to try everything. I've got to work out where's the noise? Where is this coming from? So the signal flow as I started, I think I was still going through my little DI and I was going, uh, which is a little labs, this guy, unplugged. We'll discuss that soon. Little labs ready uh, uh, 3D, I think. Uh, red eye 3D. So that was going through that into the pedal board, pedal board into the KHE amp selector, amp selector into the... Um, into the Marshall. So got a little bit of noise. Now, without going through the exact process, because I have forgotten exactly which part happened, but I can tell you that after like a very short amount of time, I, I really just thought, let's get rid of this DI. Let's get rid of this pedal board. Let's go straight into the front of the amp switch and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Let's take sort of guitar, you plug in amp, you rock. Absolutely. So that's what I did. Guitar in. You know, and the other thing, slight, slight, slight side note, is I've had this um, uh, two notes torpedo reload. Oh, sorry, two two notes reload. Oh, it is torpedo reload. You know that. Had that in the uh, attenuator loop of the KHE switcher, which 
which is great because it means that if I my hundred watt Marshall there, I can turn it down to a usable level. Yep. And that's been a bit funky too recently. Oh, no. So so there's been a there's been some levels of I don't know what's going on. And I haven't yep. had time to fix them and I haven't had time to not even fix them, just investigate a bit further. So I'm gonna just stop very quickly, apologize. A lot of information flying out. Troy's got noise, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, that's where we're at. And he's just plugged into the amp. So, plugged into the amp, turn him out, turn him on. Slightly, well, it's not slightly less noisy. It's a little bit less, it's less noisy. So, great. Well, that's a bit of a win. So, I can at least identify that somewhere in the DI, somewhere in the the pedal board, those are two different things, there will be a noise. In terms of the way the power is run, okay? So, the the amp selector is running into a a, a Furman, like one of the cheap Furmans. Yep. Amps, like the heads are all running into a slightly more expensive firm and the PL8E1, whatever that, or PL8E8. Yeah, anyway. Um, The DI is plugged into a different firm which is, you know, via cables and whatnot is on the other side of my studio. Uh So there's a lot of potential here for ground loops and that's fair enough. And there's an earth lift switch on there. Trust me, I know what that does. Would you say there's a lot of potential difference? (laughs) A lot of potential difference. So anyway... A little bit less noisy. Now on this KHE, mate, it's got a little. You got you. You can go into the setup and you can turn the attenuator on or off. I see. And then you can hear what that sounds like. So I turn the attenuator off, and guess what happens? Shit starts Roaring feeding back. back. To life. Oh no! Like, stuff starts feeding back. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what's going on. Like as in, I turn the attenuator off and it goes, like all oscillating. Let's just say it yep. starts oscillating. So something's going wrong. Something's really weird. So the attenuator, I worked out when it's on like full, stuff goes bananas. Like as I in see. it's not attenuating anything at all. Like when it's like the the volume of the amp is maximum, shit is weird. When the volume is at half, shit is kind of less weird. But what's happening there? I don't know. I also work out whether or not the attenuator is in the, on the, uh, it, sorry, the attenuator loop on the KG is on or off. It makes no difference. It's still doing something. How does that work? Oh, no. <laughs> so something is not working, mate. There's like there's some problems here, and I don't know what they are. So I'm like, all right, well, let's get rid of the uh, attenuator. So I, I completely unpatch it. I turn the um, the loop off. And actually, with that device, there's a lot of fail-safe, so you can't have the attenuator loop active without something plugged into it. It's very That's clever. good. So anyway, got rid of that. Um, now I've got a 100-watt Marshall. And specifically in the Jakey Lee setting, that was it was a little bit noisy, and um, and there was still a bit of buzz in it. So I'm like, I know Jason in when he had it, it wasn't noisy. I watched your videos, it wasn't noisy. And when I first had it, it wasn't as noisy as well. So there's like, mm-hmm. there's just clearly a ground loop. I'm not a fucking moron. I know there is a problem here, and it's on this end. So I've just got to track it down. So I go through. I'm like, what could be causing this ground loop? So I. I went through everything I could think of. So first thing I did is I take the amp and I plug it into the same power conditioner as the KHE selector, right? So guitar into the amp selector, amp selector into the Marshall, they're sharing the same power, right? Because they're previously different ones. That makes sense. Still a bit noisy. Okay, what else can we do? Well, let's try powering it completely differently through maybe the Furman is fucked. So I go into like just a normal power board both amp and sort of amp selector sharing a power board, different power point. Still kind of noisy. Maybe it's the cable between the selector and the head. Change Honing that in. one. Still Honing noisy. In. 
So I'm, I'm going through everything. And meanwhile, I'm recording all these things too. So I can reference the actual amount of I noise. See. Because you can tell differences in noise. It's just like, sorry, you, like you can hear it might be changing, but it's hard to know if it's like changing by, you know, a lot or a little bit or whatever. So I had the reference there. So anyway, trying that. Still a bit noisy. So I decide, all right, let's, um, let's unplug the, the, the amp selector completely, right? So I'm just going guitar into head, head into yeah. cabinet. Okay, and it was as minimal as possible. Significantly quieter. So I'm like, oh, okay, something's what we want. Something's different, right? So I, like, that's I should have done that as first step, but instead of like, you know, this is just thing. If anyone's ever trying to troubleshoot stuff, um, it's like signal flow stuff, right? If you have an issue, start at one end and work all the way through. Don't start like in the middle and try both ends. Exactly, I kind of started exactly. at the finished product and like chopped it down to things instead of starting with nothing and building it up. It's I guess it's where I ended up at this point. So anyway, it's quiet. That's quiet as can be, at least. That's a, that's a good start. So I'm gonna start. I start to introduce a couple of things. I put the um the KH in KHE back in the circuit, right? And it's actually pretty quiet. Like it's a little bit noisier, but not heaps noisier. Yeah. It's like okay, well, that's interesting. Um, now in the Furman, there's a couple of other devices. So I've got uh-huh. Synergy okay. Two. I've got yep. a Korg tuner. I've got a um. Fuck, what else is in there? ADA MP1, like bits and pieces. So I start to unplug a few things. So what happens if I unplug the, the cable that goes to the tuner? About the same amount of noise, right? Let's plug unplug the tuner completely, like from the power. It's not even, there's nothing there, nothing going on. Still noisy. So I ended up, I unplugged everything from the back of this rack slowly. I went through yep. like, you know, thing at a time, unplugged it from power, unplugged it from just like audio because I just wasn't sure. The whole thing about noise and grounding, I'm still, I kind of get it, but it's not the sort of thing that I can just be like, yep, that's absolutely the problem. Long story yeah, short, yeah. that don't underst- doesn't understand this stuff. Like when you have a, like all of the grounding and you you know, whatever your the system you're plugged into, connected together, um, depending on how, well, sorry, it's not all connected together. If it's, if it's all going to the ground at the same point or a different point or whatever, it will cause noise potentially. Sometimes it's an issue. Sometimes it's not. It's fucking whole complicated thing. I'm not that smart, Uncle Leon. I'm just a sound person. That mate, you're you know, that smart, but your smartness has been assigned to different things. Exactly. You know? Leave so, that for leave that for other other smarties. So anyway, Uncle Leon, are you with me so far? There's lots of issues, is what I'm saying. Mate, all I'm I've got a mind map in here of the studio looking like spaghetti, yep. and there's still being some noise. Yep. So here's what I did, Uncle Leon. Everything's unplugged. The amount of noise is about the same. So I, it's it's noisier than it was when the the guitar was just going straight into the amp. So that, but that's it's not what you had with when this whole odyssey started. Well, like even it's, if I've if I've plugged the guitar into the amp, amp into cabinet, and it is one level of noise, and then I insert this KHE switcher thing, and it's like slightly noisier. Clearly, there's something in the in the system there that is causing noise. Yep. You got to work that out, right? But nothing's plugged into the Furman. Nothing's plugged into the or into any extra power. What's going on? So, what do I do? Well, I the only other thing that I can think of is that all of the um, the sends that go to the heads themselves, like you can see the pink rector back there and the fifty one fifty and whatnot. So the KHE's got individual like eight sends that go into all those heads. So 
there is like a path that goes from the switcher to the amp and then into the power conditioner. And I don't know how it's all connected when you flick the on switch on the power. If yep. it's like, if the grounding is always, I, presumably the grounding is always connected somehow. It's just the like, the high voltage that gets turned on when you flick the, um, the power conditioner on. What happens if I unplug that from the wall? And guess what, Uncle Leon? Bit of fucking noise went away. Drum roll. Yeah. So and it was nothing. really interesting. I just pulled, like, pulled it out from the wall. And all of a sudden, like, shit got quieter. So I was like, well, clearly there's an issue here. So maybe it's a case of, like, there's one of these amps that has a noisy, like, I don't know which one it is. But just by virtue of being plugged in to either power or through the, the jack input, it's creating noise on this fucking Marshall. So, like, I think that's where I got up to yesterday. But then I had to leave because it was getting time to, for me to go home and eat dinner and see my children and stuff, which, you know, have to do that. How's your um, day, Dad? I chased noise all day. What did you do, son? This is like, this is about two hours of like where I'm at at the, at the story, just like trying stuff. So anyway, I started to slowly introduce stuff back into the system. And, and I, this is like a really disappointing part of this story is like I, one thing after another, I, I put it back in like the amps and I couldn't get the same noise back. And it was fine. And it's like, it's not fine. It's just not the same. So there's a fucking mystery noise, mate. Like I, I don't, I can't work out how to get it back again. But so oh there's, boy. so it's really frustrating because where I've left it now is that, yeah, I'm at probably like, seven, uh, I have about 30% of the noise left over from where I started. That's great. But how did I get there? I have no idea. I started to like plug everything back in and I can't recreate it. So I don't know if that's like, so here's the thing about Western Australia is the power is awful and really yep. dirty and really inconsistent. And so I don't know, I was doing all this stuff like 5.30 yesterday. Uh, I, was, I was just about to say what time... Yeah, was all this maybe, happening? Maybe this is the issue, and um, and I've had this before. Like at um at Crank when I was doing stuff years ago, like you'd see that there was a power condition with a voltage thing on it, so you could see like what's coming in, and that would get high, like high, like one uh, two fifty volts sort of thing. Yeah, I've heard. Whereas it should be two forty ish. So and then like when everyone leaves their offices and turns all the lights and the air conditioners off, then the voltage changes again. So maybe it was just this time. Maybe I caught it. At one time, and it was one way, and then like over the course of doing it, it was different. I don't know. It's like it's really confusing. One so, way or another, the normies are having their way with your guitar sound. Exactly. So anyway, disappoint. It's a disappointing story up to that point. But there's more, mate. There's more. Don't worry. I've got, I've got, I've got some stuff for you. I've got some more stuff. So I left. I come back <laughs> in this morning, and I've got some work to do. I can't just fucking. This is the issue. Like when you, when you have no work. And you're miserable because you have no work. At least you can spend all day playing guitar and fucking around, exactly. and messing with pedals and amps and stuff. That's awesome. And minimize that. But if you like, have I don't know, have to like actually get music out the door because people are paying you to do it, then you you just don't have the luxury of um, I don't know, just doing this stuff all day, soldering cables, which is something I enjoy doing. So, um, I had a little bit of time this morning. I get into the studio, have a bit of a mess around, and um. I'm like, all right, check the noise. Noise is about the same as it was yesterday. So I don't know. I still don't know what's going on there. And again, I have all this evidence in the computer. I, I promise you, I have it. I have stuff labeled. I know exactly it's what's a, happening. There's a phantom in the system. Not I could, the phantom, I could check, but a phantom. I could check the timestamps of the recording, as a matter of fact. Like I could, when the files are created, I can tell you exactly what time. Oh, Jesus. I'm Here we good. are. I feel like we're getting closer to the answer. So anyway, played again today. The noise is like not as bad. 
Uh, and that's okay. It's actually a usable amount of noise because even it's just on this one amp that is really noticeable. Yeah. And so all the other I, amps are fine, to be clear. Everything else, to my knowledge, has been fine. It's just been this one has has been like just a little bit a little bit too noisy. So and its current state, completely fine. But that's only one issue. Because the other thing is that I've still got this pedal board and I've still got this fucking DI. And the way that my signal flow works is I always track the DI into Pro Tools to. and then it links out to an amp because uh, I stole it from the guys that did the Paramore Write album. That's how they did it. And that's a good workflow and they're much smarter than me. But it gives you, if you're doing distorted guitars, like I do a lot of the time, you've got and a you clear have to DI signal. time align them. Yeah, you can see where a transient is. You can't see a transient on like a big fuzzy waveform. It's just like, there it is, easy to see. And also, if you want to reamp anything later on, you've got a signal you can reamp. So part of the workflow. So I kind of figured pedal board, that might be its own kettle of fish, but this DI, I've got to work out why this DI is not is um, uh, is is noisy. So it's got an earth lift on it. We all know. Yeah, we all know. This ground. is the thing you do on a DI. Yep, it's got a ground lift on it. It's uh, looks like this one right here. I have oh, the right, same the camera. Oh, where are we at? I have the same you, DI. You have the 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 earlier DI, I think. This is okay, three, right? You don't have the three D, I don't think. This is the three right. D. Not that it matters too much. Well, I'll get to that. So, earth lifters on. When when there's no earth lifted, it goes. When the earth lift is switched on, it doesn't do that, but it goes. So there's two different types of noise. And so I'm going. What what is happening here? So okay, let's work this out. I unplug the DI. I plug the guitar straight into the signal path again. Record a bit, so it's guitar into the amp selector. Bam, no problem. Sounds one way. Plug the DI in. Record a little bit. Sounds sounds the way it does. Now on the back of this DI, mate. Here's the thing. This has a unbuffered instrument input. The front of the DI has is an active instrument input, right? And so I think it's is it yeah unbuffered. So um, the input uh, on the front, which is the one I always use, the active side, um, I hadn't I have not used the the rear one at all. I plug that in. What do you know? It's not as noisy. Not as noisy. Like, Happy days. In fact. It's the same amount, not as noisy as um, going straight into the front of the amp. So that's that's really weird. Now, more importantly, I play the guitar. How does the guitar sound? It sounds the same. It sounds when I go into the rear input and play, 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 and then I go straight into the front of the amp selector, play, play, play. Sounds identical. That's a win. Now I plug back into the front of the DI. Bzzz, bit of buzz. Yep. But guess what else, Uncle Leon? Fucking sounds different too. It sounds more distorted and it sounds, it's clearly got a fucking amplifier in it. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. This has a level control, instrument reamp level on the front of this DI. And I read the manual for this because you've got to read the manual. Ah. The manual is important. And, and I'm really confused. In fact, do I still have, I've got the manual here. Oh, how about I share it? Would you like to why see it? You, why don't you show us the manual, Troy? Alrighty, let me just happens. let me let me load it up. This is gonna be so fucking boring for anybody listening on the uh, on the thing. Oh boy. Um, let me let me say how it's do I been do this. a ride. Like I've been I've been waiting to see where this is going. I didn't <laughs> so expect the, I, did, I didn't expect the DI to get this involved. You know, I thought he was just gonna be like a, you know, like just an extra. But he's actually making quite an impactful cameo. Yeah. 
So here we go. I think I've shared the, shared the thing. So this is the little labs. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's the manual for it. And I've read this like thing several anyone, times. I feel like for anyone watching this, this is a new pinnacle in uh, what we're able to show them, a product manual in real time. And yeah, honestly, I love reading a manual. It makes me so excited. Like yep. the things you can learn, like it's really, it's really fascinating. So anyway, here we go. Um, the Red Eye 3D Phantom Active Instrument uh, Input. <laughs> So there's a thing here that says this is where I got confused, and I, I think I'm, I think this is the section. I see. No, hang on, it's, an, it's the bit above it. Interfacing gets phantom mods. Oh fuck! It, I can't. Where is it? Hang on. I just zoomed in without thinking about it. Sorry. Oh no, it is this section over here. Um. Yeah, the where does it say instrument level trim fully clock eyes will change from Unity to th plus three dB of gain. Well, there's okay. your plus. 3db so yeah it means like basically when you've I th this is what i think it means but just keeping like it says here I'll, I'll read it out and we'll talk about it instrument slash reamp level trim fully clockwise will change from unity to plus 3db db of gain um, this gives you a little gain on the instrument reamp out so that you can always turn it down it only works when using the buffered instrument in only okay, so works when using the buffered instrument okay but this is in the phantom mods or this is in the mods section right so you can modify this thing to do this if I come ah. to the uh, the so normal section, so you got to open it up and move a few jumpers. I see. Yeah, but here's the here's the other section of the manual, like the uh, the, the, the level trim. This is the high output, um, and it says here something to the effect of, um, when using the active buffered instrument input, the output in DI mode will be very close to level in what is plugged in. In other words, it passes through the the ready 3D. So what this says to me is like that whole thing plus 3DB that I just mentioned should be irrelevant because I'm not modded this thing. It should just be like the same level coming in and coming out. Now, did you but buy it new or used? I bought it used. Okay. So I don't know if someone has modded this thing to give it like an extra 3DB of gain, but it sounds like hotter. Like it's yep. definitely hotter. There is actually a switch on this too, which is like the reamp overdrive, which is kind of interesting. I think it adds like 10DB of gain. So like yeah, to your ramp signal. So you can actually drive your ramp harder just through, through the DI. But that's only on the reamp input and plus that switch wasn't turned on. Yeah. So anyway, it fucking pissed me off, man, because like the if I knock the volume of this down to like it's not there's no detents in it and there's no like indications in terms of how loud it is. All I can tell you is like when it's fully clockwise, it's at like five o'clock. If I turn it to approximately three o'clock, it and this is like by checking the amount of noise that's come in, that's the the, the easiest way I could do it. Like I recorded the signal through the rear input and then through this input and just tried to, to balance the level out to where it sounded about the same. Um, it sort of sounds about the same. <laughs> so it just fucking pisses me off, man. Like it doesn't piss me off. I'm just confused. I don't know what's, ha I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's maybe happening. Someone, this maybe someone listening to this or maybe, you know, little labs, they're listening and they'll just be like, Troy, we got you, fam. But this that's unlikely. Man, it just was like, it's been frustrating because I, I play the like this switch on the thing, you know? The noise is like not an issue. Either if I go on the rear input or I just turn this knob down by like so much. And it's like one of these things. I, I did actually turn the knob down a few weeks ago because I thought, oh, maybe I'll just see what this does because I'm thinking, I've read the manual and I haven't modded it and I just didn't think anyone would have modded it. So in my brain, I'm like, well... It has to be clockwise because if it's not fully clockwise and fully cranked up, then clearly I'm not getting the signal that I put into it. Why would you want less gain? 
yeah, exactly. It has to be up. And then I turn it down and it sounds the, the fucking way it should sound. So what's happening, Uncle Lee? It's crazy. This might be the most boring story that you've ever heard on a podcast in your entire life. I don't care. Well, Troy, I did watch the Eric Valentine versus Heritage Audio oh, yeah, um, that's right. thing. So we're not quite there yet. Uh, but this is so many. Look, I know people are going to jump in the comments and share their experience with this because we've all been there where you're just like, where is this noise? At least it's happening in the studio, not live, you know? That's the worst. When something's just or or and you can't get rid of it, it's so annoying. Yep. So anyway, man, I'm I've gone through this process. Like where I've left it is, I'm going to do some um, experimenting because I think I might just use the rear input if depending yeah. on how it sounds if I reamp stuff because it does it does actually sound better to my ears. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but. It feels like the um, the active one. It's it feels like it's it loses a little bit of low end for some reason. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if that's a case of like using this attenuator, like like dropping it down. But it's like when it's up, it feels a little bit brighter and clearer. But it's driving the amp harder, and I don't really want that all the time. You um, just want it to be like plugging the guitar into the amp. You want accuracy. Yeah. So anyway, the rear input's the same one that would make it the same as the one you have. Because I think it's the okay, difference between, I see. like, mine's the active version, so it's got the active buffered input and stuff on it. Right. So anyway, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I've got, to, I've, got, I've still got to play around. The pedal board, I, I, I've, I very briefly messed with that today. And um, I, I pretty much, like, I unplugged all of the, because I, you know, I plugged it straight in. I hit one pedal and I went, started off saying, like, okay, there's a, there's a problem here as well. Yep. I've got the True Tone CS12 powering the whole thing. Hasn't I haven't really noticed it that much with other amps, but it's it's just this one, it, like this specific amp. For some reason, it's really susceptible to it. So it's a, it's like it's not the amp's problem; it's the setup around it. Like yeah, there's just there's... an issue with the gear, and and it's probably a patch cable somewhere or something needs to be grounded, and then it won't be an issue anymore. Um, well, you remember the... with my initial rack setup where I had all the preamps and that switcher. Yeah. And, you know, stuff wasn't sounding right and there were impedance issues. And yeah. I remember posting something over on the rack space on the gear page and there was some people who were like, let me tell you how it should be done, you know? Yeah. And then I saw the process that goes into like grounding a rack properly and I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's <laughs> stupid. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just not have a rack, you know? And well, I've got, you know, having the switchblade is pretty good. Um it seems to be fairly free of noise and things mm-hmm. like that. One one thing that I've noticed on that is one of the guitar inputs, when you roll your guitar volume control down, mm-hmm. it only does it on some guitars. I'm not sure what's going on, if it's a buffered thing or something, and it shouldn't be buffered, but like you get some scratching. So I thought a bunch of my guitars had scratchy pots, but they don't. All right. So See, I had a similar thing like that with this pedal board today where uh, it was the, the tail when everything was plugged in. So, okay, I'll just quickly finish. I'm almost finished through this stuff because um, i got noise. I'm like, all right, well, like I've got some digital pedals and I've got some analog pedals. So yep. let's just, um, the digital pedals were still, I, I, I they, they went in the audio path, but they were still plugged into the power supply. So I thought, let's uh-huh. just take them out. So I hard unplugged them from the, the pedal. Um, it was still a bit noisy, but I noticed it. So I've got I've got these two MXR pedals, the, the Duke of Tone, Timmy. I've got a Mudkiller, Anarchy Workhorse and the Motherload. 
um, the crazy tube circuits. Just talk which, about that in a second. Man, that thing's fucking awesome sounding. But yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. So with all those five guys plugged in, it still was a bit noisy. And what was interesting is like the decay. So I hit a chord and then as it's decaying, it kind of goes and like farts out and just stops. Like it's a, it doesn't decay like a guitar decays. So I can't really work out what that was about. I, I unplugged everything and just plugged the um, Duke of Tone in and that was quiet and it didn't have that weird ah, cool. decay. So there's, I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not sure if it's like one of these pedals is doesn't like being next to another pedal i don't i haven't quite got that yeah. far yet no i've so. i've got you know i've got multiple pedal boards here with multiple power supplies and i have noticed that some pedals are like really fussy about power um and the way maybe they internally filter power or the way the power supply maybe isn't actually totally isolated and things like that and right you know a bunch of stuff because <laughs> you've got the chocks one right i do i've got so I have the Chox one and that's running uh, at the moment. There's four all digital pedals on it. So I have that for like a stereo board. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of different reverbs and delays and things that go on it. And um, the GFI synesthesia, which is awesome. And yeah, just, just, fun, just fun stuff, you know, when I want to twist some knobs. Then I've got a T-Rex fuel tank, the 12 volt one. Oh yeah. Is that the red which, one? Uh, it's an orange one, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget which one. It's like five isolated outputs. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've got that on one board and that works really, really well. And then another board, I just have the original blue fuel tank. Mm -hmm. And that's the one, I think it's, you have a bunch of nine volt outlets and they're like a shared thing. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a 12 volt DC and a 12 volt AC. Mm -hmm. And it generally works pretty well. But yeah, there's one or two pedals that like when they're on the board together, just weird shit happens. Or like when you turn the power supply on, um, I've got a Boss SD1 on there. The SD1 will just randomly come on oh, right. when you like plug it, yeah, plug a cable in or something. So it must be there's a audio and power, uh, something's being messed with. Again, maybe someone knows more about this and they can let us know. But yeah, yeah I've had some I've got a kind of funky stuff. I've got a fuel tank as well that I, I replay, the blue one, same as that one. Yeah. Um, that I replaced on this board with the True Tone because I thought, yep. oh, that'd be because the True Tone can power all the Strymon stuff as well as yeah, the, yeah, that's kind of nice. Which, um, I did try and power like one Strymon pedal off the fuel tank in addition to the other pedals that I had in this thing, and it was just noise city. It was terrible, like unusable. Yep. But that's not that's completely to be expected because these digital pedals don't like sharing those power supplies. So there's not the that wasn't the same noise initially that um with those pedals, but I don't know. I don't know where it's all kind of going wrong. In fact, maybe it, it might, yeah, it's just needs more investigation. So like to get back into it as well, like this, oh, sorry, not to get back into summarize everything. I haven't figured everything out. Um, this is why you pay people to do this stuff for you, like your Dave Friedman's and why yeah. they're really good at it. But in addition to that, like I find this stuff fascinating and I would happily spend a week doing this. It's you know, a learning like, process too, right? Like there's things that you would never consider that can interact that do. Yeah. And when you become aware of them, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. That's what I've been hearing. So, And once you know, then you know, like you don't really have to do this every time. Like you, yeah. you learn, you like learn little bits and pieces. And so I'm like, yeah, because I, I looked into those, um, the hum eliminators as well. I thought maybe yep. I, I might just pick a couple of those up or one of those up because I think the, the new, the little guys got is stereo in and out. 
I thought maybe I'll just grab that and just chuck it in random parts of the audio path or the signal path. <laughs> until it works. Can, uh, yeah, until it works. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm still not 100% certain, certain where the issue is lying. Um, one thing I haven't tried with this pedal board is it's, it's running off a different PowerPoint as well, the power for that. So it might uh-huh. just be that there needs to be, be power from a different position and then there'd be slightly less issues. I have, just haven't had time to do that today. It's funny. I still have to get these mixes done, man. So, you know, it's just, yeah. It's yeah, hard. yeah. Because I know Joe Bonamassa, you know, famously runs many amps um, and he's got a Layla P-Split. And I saw mm-hmm. like a rig rundown with him where it was like, they're like, so how do you use this? And he's like, well, there's a bunch of buttons to flip the phase and lift the ground and stuff. He's like, you just press them until it sounds right. Well, Man, I had your piece split uh, for years, and that's what I u- That's what I used to do. I had lots of issues with that thing, like right. being noisy. Like it, it was it did its did its job. But yeah, it's exactly what Joe says. You press the buttons. I don't know which way it was, but sometimes it, I think there's like there's a ground lift and there's something else on there too. Um, I don't remember which one it is. There is a ground lift, and then it's a um, phase invert, I believe. The phase, phase invert, I think, which weirdly enough made a difference sometimes yeah well well i this was a while ago so um ryan plagueside studio shout out to ryan amazing channel we um chat to one another quite a bit you know he does a like super in-depth videos about stuff we like and um he sent me a screenshot and he was doing some double tracking thing and i think he had a rectifier and a different amp and he was like man i've been trying to get this like you know, I'm reamping both amps at the same time with the same ring. And he's like, I've just got this weird issue with it. And he sort of sh- sent me a screenshot of like the waveform and the amps were just out of phase with one another. Mm. Um, depending on what happens internally, you know, it's like whatever, like one's putting out phase like this and one's putting it over. And I've yeah. heard Friedman talk about that a lot is like, you know, he's had people with dual amp rigs come in and they're like, this should sound good. And he's like, immediately phase like check yeah. that straight away and you measure them on the output and you're like, yeah, this amp just the but phases. It can also be a cable too. Like you can easily yep. phase reverse a cable by accident. It's um Yep. Yeah. But I get the the weird thing with the phase on the piece with though is it changed the noise. Like that that shouldn't mm. make it noisy, but it did. Yeah. Because I was I was splitting to go to a DI. But then again, Troy Pro Tools. How does a humbucker work? Well, Hang on, I'm trying to think of how that works in context. So if well, you've got if you've got like a no, if you've got noise, and then you are blending noise with itself out of phase, <laughs> it might be quieter. But I don't think the. I'm trying to think of how that affects the polarity in this regard. So if you had an like, let's say you have an audio signal, yeah, and you have like mains hum. And then you flip the phase on the, you know, the, the two audio signals are not necessarily in phase with one another, okay, but the mains hum might be in phase with itself. So when you flip, you might end up with like, you know what I mean? Like in relation to the mains hum, okay. the audio phase might change. I don't know. That's just these one. Are un- these are unbalanced though. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if well, that will make a difference. What do I know? No, I'm trying to, no, like I'm trying to think if that makes sense. It might. Uh, so it might be that like when you've got it in and it's sounding good, you're like, or again, situation A, let's say audio signal A, B, and then mains, mains, and the mains has noise and the two audio signals relative to the mains 
are in phase, but relative to one another are out of phase. I don't know. I'm just, I actually, I, I don't know enough about the mechanics of this, but I'm just, as a thought experiment, if that was the case, when you flip the phase on the audio and they're aligned, their respective noises would now be out of phase and hence cancel. Uh, this is probably, this is like kindergarten level for me, but like you turn one upside down. Right. And- I, yeah, but I think it's like the, the audio signals are going to different paths completely and they're not, they, they're not going to be in parallel in a way to make them phase cancel with each other. Okay, right. If you've got like an unbalanced signal that's going like that way, an unbalanced signal that's going that way, like by reversing the polarity on, I think it's on just one of them. It should just like invert the waveform like that the end. I don't know how yeah. that. Yeah, if it was, I said, if it was like, um, if it was taking a, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that sounds right. I don't know, man. I, again, I, I, yeah, you might, might be, be right. I, I don't understand why it's not working. If that's the reason, then okay. Um, but yeah, because I always thought on this, the ground lift is you know to get rid of ground loops, and then the phase yeah. thing is like because some amps, some pieces of gear again, the phase can just get flipped, so you correct it at the source. Yeah. Well, that would that would phase like with two amps, that would make sense to, yep. to to like reverse the audio signal. But I don't I don't know how that would relate to like a you know who would be super like- interesting to get on the show would be Layla. <laughs> Because mostly his stuff works really, really well. And it's like, it's kind of a, like, there's not many other pieces of gear that are built like this. You know, they, mm. they do feel very, very solid. Yeah. Um, and lots of people just seem to be like, oh, yeah, you just, like his volume pedal, you know, just, it's kind of unbreakable. Right. Well, anyway, it's um the, the noise saga, man. Like, uh, I'm going through it. Hopefully it won't, well, hopefully over before Christmas or around Christmas time, I can delve a bit deeper into this and, and work some stuff out. Um, I'm sure it's not that hard. I'm sure like anyone that has half a brain is listening to this and going, Troy's a fucking dickhead, man. Just, just yeah, do this. Why, why did you just take up 40 minutes of our time talking about this? But what else are you gonna while do? we still have some time, tell me yep. about how you, uh, tell me about Muff, Troy. Do you love Muff? You know what? I'm getting, I'm getting a bit into the Muff. Yep. I'm uh, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I like a muff. What do yep. you think about a muff? You like a muff? Ah, oh, don't mind a bit of muff. Yeah. Could even say love it. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got I've got your um your mother load here at the moment and um it's pretty cool cuz I don't really like rats that much. I've come to yep. to realize that about myself, but the muff is really cool. You get into the rat because of Nuno. It's like rat plus Marshall equal Nuno, yep. but he's kind of just using it as like a filter, hey. Allegedly, yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the muff thing's cool, man. Um, do you have the the old Russian one at the moment? I do, the, yeah. The... I I need to actually plug it in and <laughs> yeah. So okay, try it, I've, so my buddy Peter, um, he's got a like a big old green one, uh, the Russian one, and that's again this is the one Leon has at the moment. Um, I've it's pretty scratchy, like the pots in it are yeah. pretty scratchy. Um, but I remember years ago, like the first time I heard it. We were pl- he and I were at his house. We plugged that into a little champ, and I think it was actually your um your seventy seven um strat. Oh, cool! When back when I had that, and uh, I remember like plugging that in and being like just blown away by the sound of like those three things. And um, despite all your rage, you're still a rat in a cage. <laughs> well, funnily enough, this is how it ties in because like I like years later, I've, uh, the pedal's been here at the studio, and I've um. 
Uh, I've plugged it in a few times to use it, but I don't really love it that much. And so I'm sort of like, I don't know, it came up the other day where I was just um, like, what what is it about muffs? Like, why aren't I getting the sound out of the muffs? What is it? What am I missing here? Um, but then I started to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole of, not so much rabbit hole, That's that seems like I put way too much work into it, but just all of the different revisions and what they actually sound like. Yeah. Um, I just watched a couple of comparison videos and I was like, okay, everything makes sense. Because yeah. like- There's I, not a lot I, going on. No, but like when I think of muff, like what I really like is Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And um, to me, 100%. that green, the green one just doesn't really do that the way that I expect it will. Um, that, but at least I've, so I've not dialed it in in a way that I like. So the pedal you're using is a crazy tube circuits mother load, yep. which I did a demo video with recently. And it basically has, you can switch between a traditional big muff style circuit or a rat style circuit, but then you can swap the tone stack. So you can have a muff with a rat tone stack or a rat with a muff tone stack, right? So the different clipping well, options. I think they combine the tone stacks. I'm not sure if they swap. Okay, right. Or maybe they, maybe they do. Yeah, you might be right. I can't remember which one of um, those, but yeah. It's a really clever, like it's a kind of a cool variation on it just being one pedal because, yeah, if you want either sound, they're there, but then you've got like, yeah, you know, if you want the more like scooped thing, you you got it, but you can have a more like mid-range focused ratty well, think, kind of sound. I think what I like from a muff is the like ultra big scoop, like the real- Yeah, man. Like fuck you, buzzy, like chainsaw type of thing. And I think that's what I'm not- I don't like about the green one so much. It's got like a bit too much mids in it. Too much mid-range, yeah. Because yeah, basically tried- the tone control goes like, right? I think uh, one thing I saw, it looked like it was a massive like, oh, well, yeah. No, it was more like a tilt, but like a really aggressive tilt. Yeah, like yeah. Hyper-aggressive right. tilt. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think it's just um, the those op-amp ones. Like I think that's the one Billy Corgan used. That's the one. Used. And like you can get the e- EHX one for like not much money. No, look, they're like a hundred and something bucks Australian. Um, but I really liked that. Yeah. And I was kind of like, um, yeah, that that sort of real gnarly sound out of a muff is probably more like what I what I like. But the cool thing about that mother load, it's got that voice switch in it. Yeah. Which, um, or voice knob. So you can sort of dial in different variate or technically different variations of the muff just with one knob, yeah that's right yeah which is really cool so i I played a bit of it yesterday before i went on this entire noise journey and i was so into it man so sorry you what were you gonna say and then i want to ask you should just watch the video that i did on it because i wrote a like total like pumpkin style you know siamese dream knockoff (laughs) so i'm playing a strat with that and a marshall and yeah it was it's really, really fun. Like, yeah. it's a fun sound to mix as well because it's so not like, it's just so not a crunchy rock sound or like a tight metal sound where, yeah, you're dealing with these just like walls of sound. Well, okay, here's the thing. I To me, what it sounds like, what it reminds me of is a rectifier, right? It has that uh, same yeah. sort of like, fuck you, chainsaw thing. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that thing up there. But it's weird because- I think if you were to play a song and use a rectifier and then play the same riff using a big muff, one would sound like heavy metal and hard yeah. rock and the other one sounds like alt rock. Like yeah. what why is that? Like uh, there's there's stuff that I've done where I reckon it's a, my take is it's the low end transients like rectifiers and metal in general, the low ends like bouncy so you can go 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 you know and you get these big like pumpy sounds. It's kind of like fully sick EDM bass, whereas with a muff, it's just like, 
there's like way less dynamic in it. And often, you know, uh, okay, really, really quickly, your Marshall, does the low input still work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, try the mother load into the low input. That's, that's Siamese dream. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, definitely like specifically that, so. the low input. And you have to like, I think he cranked the master all the way up on the amp right. and then just use the gain control as the overall volume. Right. Okay. So this is this might be totally wrong, but this is this is what I read on the internet when I was uh, demoing that pedal, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, man, I'll definitely give it a shot because I really like it. It's um, it's a sound that I could have, like, now that I kind of worked out that sound of it, like again the mega, not mega, or it is kind of a mega scoop. Yeah, but it's a sort of like hyper aggressive, like fuzz sound that. I'm like scared to use it sometimes because I I don't I'm scared to get that sound sometimes because I associate it with metal so much, but then I hear it yeah. on other music and it's just like really appropriate. And it's just the yeah. fucking muff, like not just the muff, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I remember gotta... how much we used the swollen pickle on like here today yeah, and all I want is like a textural is, thing. Is that a muff? That's a muff, right? Yep. Yeah, just a modded sort of thing. I really Big like that. Big muff, band. swollen pickle. Right. Man, George Tripp seems like seems like a cool dude, you know. Yep. All that way huge stuff. Like, um, I, I'll uh, next time I come around, I'll, I'll leave it there. And I've got that Aquapus as well, which is very oh, yeah. cool. Um, I just buy a swollen pickle, man. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. Well, they're a great I, pedal. I'm not like a pedal guy, really, but I'm. I got to get. I I got to do some learning, man. That's where I'm at with that. These things, like, there's a whole palette of tones that I've ignored for a few years because I've been so into amps. Yeah. And now I've got to go back and learn what And now you've got, got all the amps, so Yeah. I've got all the amps. Now I just need to like learn how to play a couple songs. That'd be cool. The the big muff thing and the fuzz thing is a whole thing. Like I put treble boosters in that category as mm -hmm. well. Like, you know, guitar with treble booster into Vox or Marshall is such a genre of sound that's really cool. Um yeah. and you can do classic rock with it, but you can do a bunch of other things with it as well. Same as like the big muff thing. It's I mean, the thing that appeals to me about it is you don't really have to know anything and it, like, connects you to that primitive caveman guitar thing of, like, how gross is this and just turns stuff up and goes, jun, 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 jun. Yeah. And it gets you in that, like, who cares about stuff? Don't think, just do. Yeah, I, I was just playing, like, sludgy, doomy riffs for about 20 minutes yesterday. It was sick. And the sustain and then, you get, man, like, to just do some leads just to... Yeah, it's really cool. And then boosting a fuzz is really cool as well. You got to try that. Yeah, I did that with the um, the workhorse, I think, because that was just happened yep. to be there and um, plugged him in. So, yeah, it was it was fun, man. I, I, I yeah, I, I need to I need to just keep doing it. How do we I should not do an episode talking? about all these things? Oh, just like we just did, mate. No, ah. we, yeah, we should. You got to come round, man. Like, or I'll come I'll come to you and we'll do one in person. We'll just like do do some nudging and whatnot. Mate, we can do audio, audio visual extravaganzas. Anything full, is possible. Yeah, full uh, experience for the for the people. I oh, will save that for the Patreon. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. and the OnlyFans. <laughs> All right, Uncle Leon. Well, mate, that was that was a lot of me talking about myself. It's my my favorite topic. You know, this is you know, the monthly my, Troy you know, special. You know my my little my son Rory. You've met him. He's uh, he's walking around. He was walking around the house today, just saying, "I'm so handsome." <laughs> That kid's going to be far out, man. Yep. I mean, he is handsome. He knows it, you know. Enjoy yep. it, mate. Enjoy it while it lasts.
you know? Soon you're going to be looking like this. He's got the long hair, man. Like, it's getting pretty long. How so, how long was yours when you were a kid? Uh, like, down your back? Like, never, never had a haircut long. Yeah. We'll, we'll dig up some photos for the Christmas special on this one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's, I mean, man, every kid's, Every kid's got to try the long hair at some point, yeah. you know. Uh, as Jade would say, every young every young boy has to have a mullet at one stage in his life. <laughs> I just never stopped having a mullet. Yeah. Um, just quickly, the other thing that he's been doing is I taught him Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. So oh. he loves, loves it. And there's Game a second over. verse. Do you know there's a second verse? Jingle I Bell. didn't. Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin ran away. He lost his pants down in France and found them in Bombay. So... You know Something... how old that is that they're still calling it Bombay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when did when did that name stop oh, being used? Talking, talking to the wrong guy, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, on that note, yeah. you better go. I better go. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Please let us know about your horrible or enlightening experiences with noise and muff. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Gear Podcast. Troy? Peace out, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>